Welcome to the world as we know it, a podcast where we talk about our world, the questions we have about it, what we know, and most importantly, what we don't. We're your hosts, Ronnie, Chelsea, and Taylor. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast, The World As We Know It. Last week, we talked a lot about uh, relationships and marriage, uh, but honestly, with all we did even cover almost half the stuff that we wanted to. So this week, we're kind of doing a part two about relationships, and we're going to be talking about singleness and dating. So if you guys heard the teases, this is the big thing that I've wanted to talk about since starting the podcast. So I'm excited to start diving into that. So yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna get into it. So last week we we left off. Me and Chelsea were talking about uh, kind of we were talking about singleness and how it is it is living your best life and how it is this uh, this gift. We talked about how you have a lot of freedom being being single, uh, and I'm not sure if we want to capitalize more on that. Uh, with with it this week yeah I feel like I want to make an amendment of my ending statement last (laughs) week (laughs) um I said if you're under 25 you should stay single and I was informed hold up Chelsea why do you want to make an amendment to that (laughs) let the people know (laughs) okay my boyfriend is 22 okay (laughs) Which people so lovingly pointed that, that pointed that out to me, but it's not because just because Connor is twenty two. But I was thinking and processing more about it. And if you are currently dating, you shouldn't just break some girl on a podcast like be single until you're twenty five. But actually, I got that advice from a high school teacher when I was a senior. She's like, "Don't get married until you're twenty five. Like, live your life." But I want to say, like, what I meant was that if you are not currently dating or pursuing someone, not just because you think they're cute, like don't date anyone just because you think they're cute. That's a dumb reason to date anyone, but because you actually genuinely like them. But if you're not in that position, you should take full advantage of singleness, which is freedom, which we talked about last week where Ronnie's like, I went to Las Vegas just cause like, yeah, that's a great life. Like that is what I meant. But if you are 22, living your best life, dating a really awesome girl named Chelsea, you should continue doing that. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, don't not that you're not awesome. I, I just love the confidence. <laughs> just wanted that publicly out there for the whole world to know. But also if you're dating or like getting close to getting engaged and you're under 25, those are great, wonderful things. And I support you and celebrate that. But if you're not, don't date just to date because that's dumb. That's what I was trying to say. Why, why shouldn't you? Why shouldn't you date someone just because they're cute? Um, everyone gets old. Everyone gets the turkey neck. You know, we all get wrinkly, gray hair, balding. Like looks are so temporary, and I think to date someone purely because they look good one day, you don't know what they like when they're at home by themselves. You don't know, girl. Every girl, most girls wear makeup. You, if you don't know what she looks like without makeup, you don't know. That's not true. There are some girls who look very beautiful. I was going to say, I was going to say, I'm like that, the, the person that I, that I lead uh, my small group with Kaylee, she, she like never wears makeup. So everybody just sees her yes. without, without all that. So there's actually plenty of people uh, that I know that are girls 
that go quote unquote all natural, you know, um, that yeah. they don't really do anything. Um, and but that's awesome. I, I will but say, not every I, girl is like that. No, not not at all. Um, yeah. I, there was a time in college where I was so just like jaded. I don't know why I was feeling this, but I was so jaded towards like women wearing makeup. I apologize now, but I was like. Makeup should be illegal for an entire year. Some <laughs> girls don't even look the same with and without makeup. And I was so like mad about that. And I and I apologize to all women who, who wear makeup every day because <laughs> I also didn't understand. For a lot of people, they're like, I like this because I like doing it. It's fun. And it's not just like them being insecure about how they actually look. But for some reason, right. I, I was very yeah. uh, jaded towards that for a while. I will say I wear makeup every day because my complexion is very red. And when I was living in China, every day someone was like, oh, your face is so red, Chelsea. Are you okay? And it made me really self-conscious, so I started wearing makeup because people kept commenting on how red my face was. And I was like, I feel great about myself. So, yes, like, don't, like, be secure in who you are, but also, like, don't judge someone because you don't know why they're insecure because maybe, like, a bunch of people told them that their face is red all the time. And Potentially. Yeah. If you didn't tell me a couple episodes ago that the culture over in China is blunt, I would have heard that for the first time and been like, dang, that's intense. Uh, that's but hearing that the culture in China is blunt, I'm, I'm less jaded yeah. by that. Uh, yeah. I agree with you, Chelsea. I think dating someone just because they look cute is, is if that's the sole reason. If he's got abs and that's why you're dating him. Sorry, ladies. Those abs are going to go away eventually. They are. Or if she looks cute. Uh, not that she's not going to look cute eventually, but uh, there's so much more to a relationship and dating and marriage and all the intricacies of being around and being with someone and having a partner than just the looks. And uh, those, those are going to change. Gravity is real okay. people. Real question, Taylor. When you're fighting with Alex, are you thinking about how cute she is? Or are you like... Oh, no, I'm pissed. My, there, <laughs> there have been, uh, I could probably name it. I think there have been four fights. Yeah, four. Nah, I'm going to mess this up. There have been a handful of fights where she is so irritated with me, but she looks really cute when she's irritated. And then I start laughing because she looks cute and it makes her more mad and gets me in more trouble. Um, and I've learned to stop doing that because it only prolongs a fight, whether it's a good one or a bad one, you know, like what TV show to watch or how to spend our money. One's a good fight. One's a bad fight, uh, or discussion, but no, I'm never like, Oh, you, you are so cute when you're mad. You look so good, babe. I'm like, why the, did you do that to me? What is wrong with you? And then I get all up in my hoity-toity high horse self and I'm like but I do this so much better and it's just a melting pot of bad communication and here's the thing Taylor as a as a guy for some reason I relate to you with that with like arguments I've I just had with women in my life whether girlfriends or not like once once they get like they're frustrated something about them I'm just like god you're really attractive right now and I don't know why and it's not like it's I don't know what about girls I don't know what about it but it's just ex- excelled. And I'm like, what is wrong with me right now? <laughs> I should not be like this. But I will say that's real, not man. the same for women. If we I, I figured that's you, why I'm not like, oh, you're so cute when you're mad. I'm like, you're an idiot. And I, I can't no, look at you right it's now. It's absolutely a guy thing because on the other side, we're just like, man, you're really cute right now. And it's really making me mad. <laughs> so there's that. Um, 
sorry to get a little bit off topic with just looks, um, but I think kind of the moral with a lot of singleness is that we, we should just be more wise in the people that we are choosing to date. Um, and, and kind of considering more beyond is this person attractive? Because uh, really that's like 10%, if not less than 10% of everything uh, that is about someone. Uh, there is, are they mature? You know, are they, whether that's like, how how are they handling their finances? How are they, how do they treat other people? You know, uh, and are they just going to, are you going to date them because you think you're going to fix that? Uh, newsflash, you're not going to fix that. That is a whole them problem. Um what other things, you know, are they, are they, do they manage their money? Well, do they, do they have healthy friendships outside of dating? Um, just a lot of things to consider before jumping into a relationship. And then for you, like, like, are you mature? Are you someone who is managing their finances? Well, is having healthy friendships outside of this? Are you someone who you can look yourself in the mirror and say, yeah, I, I am someone who, who is ready to do this. And guess what? It's okay to, to say, I need to work on myself, you know? Um, and to really consider that. Cause I think emotions can really get the best of us before entering a relationship. And we're like, Oh, we'll figure out once we, when we go along with, with a lot of those things. But um, yeah, I'm not saying you need to be your, your most perfect self before entering a relationship, but I think there are good steps uh, to go towards before entering um, a dating relationship. Those I'm not hundred yeah. percent sure. It's so hard to, to just know all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. is this person that I'm interested in? Does is this cute girl or does Mr. Abs do I like him? Yes. But I don't know. It's so hard to know. Like, are you financially mature? Do you know how to carry on a conversation? Are you healthy? Are you ready? Um, is there flags, uh, red flags, uh, now everyone that's a subjective thought I mean, everyone has their opinions on what red flags are but uh like that's part of the dating experience is you get to learn about this person and learn what what stage of life they're in are they healthy or are they not healthy and mm-hmm. yeah starting a relationship that's just so tricky because it's like especially i've got the online dating thing i'm not against it i've seen a lot of our friends are married because of it but uh, yeah, online dating, it's both easy and hard in that area of life because you've got a profile that tells you your interests and it's so easy to like shop for similar interests, if you will. Um, but even then you don't know the person. So you go to coffee, grab a beer, do whatever. And it takes time to learn where some people are at. And I think that alone in the dating world is so anxiety inducing. It's like kind of scary. Um, and when you were talking about like, are you ready for a relationship? I immediately thought through, it's so hard to know that stuff before getting into a relationship. It takes so much time to, to learn that about a person. And that's part, mm-hmm. partly what dating is. Yeah. What I was going to say with, with that question, if, are you ready to date someone? I think it's like, why, why are you dating them? Are you dating them because you want to feel good about yourself? And then it's like, why do you want to feel good about yourself? Because if you are trying to seek to be healed or to be filled by another human who's also broken, you are just going to be the most disappointed person. And your marriage is probably going to fail because you went in with it with an expectation that can never be filled. Because if you don't even love yourself, how can you have anyone else love you? Like, that is a question I think no one wants to really answer. Because if we're all honest, we don't really love ourselves as much as we should. 
and we look yeah. at ourselves and we easily are critical of ourselves and mm-hmm. point out our own flaws. And I think if you're trying to be someone who is being healed or redeemed or restored by another broken human who's also looking for the same thing, you're just disappointing each other. And I think at the end of the day, like, when if you're trying to date someone to get married and you're trying to be like, this person is the end all, like marriage is what's going to fix me. Marriage is what's going to fix my money problem or the way that I view sex or the way that I, whatever, you're going to be sorely disappointed because you're looking towards someone who can never fulfill or heal you because that's God's job, you're, not another person's job. You're like, you're bleeding into codependency at that point. Like yeah. if, if my, if my partner doesn't satisfy blank, uh, then that's bad news bears. But also you're looking for your partner to satisfy something that you need to figure out yourself. Like if I, again, this is why dating is so scary, but like if I was, when Alex and I were dating, if I was looking for her to like constantly make me happy, Hey, how crushing for her every time we hang out, if I'm in a mood and she needs to be in such a state that she needs to make me happy, incredibly selfish, incredibly broken. But what does that say about me? I'm, I'm unhealthy and I need, not that, I mean, there are many people there and and it's not a hopeless place. Uh, It's not a dark pit that you'll never get out of, but speaking from experience and Alex and I's relationship, because I was there, like, it's not going to get you very far. (laughs) It's only going to make more, it's only going to make the relationship that much more tense. Codependency is tricky, man. It's so tricky with, uh, with dating and then yeah speaking yeah sorry you go right i was just gonna say um i think that's why you just you just really need to know yourself before going into a relationship and if you don't know then uh this is kind of cheesy but date yourself for a little while figure out yourself figure out what you want to do uh i now spend if i don't have any plans i spend saturday nights uh i i go get thai food i i watch a movie by myself and i do what i i touch do what i what i want to do what I love to do. I do it by myself. I date myself li- very literally. Um, and in that, man, you discovered like, do, you know, do, do I love being around people? Do I want to take this time uh, with other people or, or whatever? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out, but like, honestly, like take time to, to date yourself. Uh, and, yeah. And if you, if you are a believer in the church, if you're a Christian, uh, date Jesus first, man, <laughs> like, like be satisfied in that before, um, before trying to jump into some relationship, because I, I think mm-hmm. in almost I, I, kind of capitalizing what you were saying, Chelsea, if you're going into a relationship, but a lot of other things in your life aren't immediately satisfying you, um, you need to find, you need to find satisfaction in well, first the Lord. Uh, I don't mean to shove it down throats, but, <laughs> but um, to, find, to find satisfaction in that. And then, um, and then outside of that, find out uh, where, you need to potentially heal yourself and figure out things for yourself and then start to consider, Hey, this person that I like, um, I want to pursue something with that. So, okay. Taylor, you're going to say something. Yeah. Even going off of that and talking a little bit uh, about codependency, what you were talking about, Chelsea, and going off of both of those statements and conversations. uh, I was watching catfish last night with some friends I don't know I if you've seen show. that. I love so it. So if, if anyone doesn't Dude, know what- that show is messed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if anyone doesn't know what catfishing is, 
I didn't know what it was. My mind has been blown. I'm obsessed with catfish stories right now. But essentially, you make up an online profile and then pretend to be this made up person and interact with real people and essentially start a relationship as this fake person and having this fake persona and then start a relationship with a real person out there. And uh, we were watching this episode. It was crazy. These two people were catfishing each other. And then when they finally met after a year of online dating, they talk on the phone, but no zoom calls. They found out that they had dated each other in the past, living in two different separate States at this point, And they catfished each other. And uh, at the very end of it was, it blew my mind. And at the very end of the episode, they were so rude to each other. They were like yelling at each other and they were like, Oh, I didn't get what I want. This is so disappointing. And I was like, wow, this is broken. It blew my mind. But at the end, one of them said, I couldn't remember who they said, I wanted a relationship so bad that I want, I would settle for anything at this point. And uh, I just had a conversation with a friend who said something similar. And uh, I think that's more common in young people and dating. And like, we want a relationship so bad uh, that we're willing to settle for anything. We forsake like values. We forsake what our interests are even um, so that we have the status or comfort or whatever of a relationship. And I would love to hear from you guys what, why you think in your experience or thoughts, um, about that subject, why you think settling is so common in singleness and dating and young people. Does that make sense? Yes. I have several thoughts on this. This is something I think I talk a lot about with women. Like I, so I'm that friend who will tell you not to date someone straight up. Like, don't date that guy. He's trash. Sorry, guys. But because I think a lot of for women, it's I'm settling because I don't think that I'm worthy of dating someone at a higher standard. Like, I'm believing lies about myself. Like, I don't, I'm not worthy to date someone who has a stable job. I don't, I'm not worthy to date someone who treats me with respect or with emotional health. Like, that is just so when I see a girl dating a guy who is so below what I see in her, it's because I know she's not believing her true worth. And that's an identity thing. I'm not worthy. I'm not beloved. I'm not a daughter of the most high God. That is what she's saying when she dates someone who is emotionally abusive or has bad habits with drugs or like I've seen it all. And I'm like, you don't believe that you're actually worthy of someone who will love you and cherish you and like treat you as the gem that you are. And that's why I think people settle because especially if you're really young, like in your early twenties, you're, you're figuring that out still. I think a lot of people don't really understand the depth of Mm. you are a valued treasure because you are a human. You that's it. Like you don't actually earn that title It's given to you. And we as people think that we can deem one another a certain worth when we don't have that right to do so. Yeah, so um, that's really good, Chelsea. Uh, I kind of forget to like see that side of things and just just how like women see see that because I I don't think that way. Um, and it's, I think men do it too. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not saying that it's they don't. Definitely in men. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's not that, um, I guess in, in my experience of wanting to, to settle, um, it's sometimes like the guy, sometimes a girl, they're just impatient. They want to get to that. They want to get to marriage. They have all of that. Um, and they want to be in that relationship because again, like we talked about, sometimes they feel like that's, what's going to satisfy me is being in a relationship because all these other people are really happy. They're super cute. They're holding hands in the hallway. They're posting on Instagram of all these dates. And they're like, I want that. And why wouldn't you? Because it looks great from the outside at least. And so a lot of people, they kind of, they kind of just end up just settling because they want to get there fast. And so it's like, they, they don't wait for someone who maybe is actually good for them or maybe there's someone, maybe they just kind of get into a relationship they're not even compatible with, but that person kind of has a crush on them. So they're like, okay, that's, that's fine. I guess I'll just, I'll take you now, you know? Um, and this is, this is me speaking from experience from in past relationships I've been in or have seen in the past um, that sometimes people just grab on to any, anything that is first attracted to them and they are attracted to. So they're like, yeah, like we will we'll mess around, we'll, we'll make out, we'll hold hands, we'll, we'll cuddle and watch a movie. But there's re- not really an actual relationship. It's just two people playing with each other's hearts at the end of the day with it actually going anywhere. So a lot of people settle because I don't think they really see. Um, what am I trying to say with this? They just kind of settle because they're like, I can't find anything else better. So it's very similar to what you are, but I think from the guy's perspective, sometimes it's just like, ah, I have my idea of what I want, but I can't find that right now. And I'm an, yeah. I'm an 18 year old kid <laughs> that just wants this now. So I'm just going to settle for whatever I can find. And they're, they're impatient and they can't, they won't want to wait. They don't want to wait till their late twenties to, you know, mm-hmm. find someone and, and until, until God brings somebody into the life that is worthy of, of pursuing. So it's totally about you, like value. It's a hundred percent about value. Yeah. I in my opinion, like if you're settling one, you're not seeing the value of you as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're mm-hmm. looking for the codependency stuff that we were talking about a little bit. And, um, like, I think Chelsea, you said having someone fulfill you, Ronnie, you alluded to that as well. When, when you're, when you're settling, you're, essentially asking personally someone to fill a value or to give you value in something that you don't think you have um, because you don't have the status of a relationship. And then I think similarly, um, you're not seeing the value in the person. Like imagine you're sitting across, you're at a fancy restaurant. This guy asked you on a date, this girl said yes, whatever. And you're so excited. You've been praying about hoping for a a date in the future. And uh, he or she casually brings up over dinner. Hey, I I want you to know that, I mean, this is nice, but um, I settled uh, and you were the only one that said yes uh, to going to dinner with me. Like how destructive Yes. Like, think about that and what that says about your value and your worth. And I think when how does that make someone feel, you know, like totally, I think when people settle, it is so destructive to the person that you're settling for. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it tells you that you don't have self-worth, but it's like, you are not valuing the other person. Mm-hmm. And that is incredibly dark. Um, 
and oh my gosh, is only going to hurt you if you guys get married someday. Like that stuff's going to surface eventually. That's going to hurt real bad. Yeah. Ronnie, you like briefly touched on this while you were talking, but like you talked a lot about physical intimacy. Yeah. We make out, we cuddle. Like that's all very physical things. And while you were talking, I was thinking about like, oh yeah, I think physical intimacy is fleeting. And... When you're just being fed only by physical intimacy, of course you're going to settle because it feels good in the moment. Mm-hmm. But it's actually really destructive. And that, if that person doesn't provide other forms of intimacy, then you're, of course you're settling because you're not really liking that person for who they are. Yeah. You're just liking them for their body, which is also really destructive and horrible and mm-hmm. gross on another level. Because then you only, found, you only find worth with how your body looks and and what your body is at that point, if the relationship is only based off of that. And from what I've seen a lot in our culture, I've, I just see people searching for that physical intimacy, Uh, whether we see like Tinder, as much as people want to say they want to find a wife on Tinder. I think at the end of the day, a lot of people are just looking, they're just looking for a hookup. They're looking for that, that initial like good feeling um, that is physical intimacy, that is sex um, that is, yeah, just to be raw. That that's what that's what people are just really striving for a lot of times, also in relationships. And again, if people don't value themselves and who they are, they're just going to settle and they're just going to take the first person. And usually, that person just they just want sex. They just want your body. They just want that. And so it's just really been normalized in our culture, from what I've seen, that people they, they go on dates sometimes, like just to, at least in guys. <laughs> for a lot of dudes, they go try to just try to find sex for the night. You know, they try to find that physical intimacy for the night. One night stands. Those are huge now. Uh, I mean, they've always has been always happened, but that's what people search for now. a lot of times, um, and it's pretty crazy to, to see that. Um, so I'd like to see your opinions on, I guess that. My, so I was going to ask, I wanted to play the devil's advocate. Yeah. Uh, cause someone listening could say, Oh, we're just having fun. Uh, what's yeah. the harm? And uh, then there's this other side of the coin that's like, that's pretty dangerous and mm-hmm. that, that could be hurtful. And the the question is why? Like, why is it dangerous? And mm-hmm. uh, I, I'll answer first. Um, okay. So I didn't grow up in the church and uh, didn't grow up knowing Jesus, met Jesus in college and had a lot of relationships beforehand. Not necessarily the most healthy relationships. Um, spiritually speaking. And, uh, what I've noticed in marriage and I'm going to speak pretty candidly. Uh, so get ready to it. young <laughs> listeners mute it. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> when, whenever you have, so the design of sexual intimacy at its core is complete, not only physical, but emotional, mental, spiritual nakedness. Like this is the only person who knows every part of my being. Mm -hmm. And the more partners you have in your lifetime, you bring that baggage into marriage. And when you look at your spouse, your partner, it's no longer, you're the only person. Um, And the safety that that's supposed to be, it's now you and five other people or you and X amount amount of people. And, uh, Sex is 
in its nature so much more than just a physical connection. Uh, mm-hmm. And and that's why having so much being on one side of the coin with with devils uh, of the of the devil's advocate argument um, or being the devil's advocate, why it, it it's so dangerous is because it's it's such an intimate space and it's supposed to be safe and and then on the other side of the coin, uh, I would say uh, from just a, a lifetime outside of the church that you're seeing it as like, Oh, it's, it's harmless. It's just fun. Or you believe, well, if I marry someone, then that means I'm only intimate with one person for the rest of my life, which is a, I would make a strong case for a very broken way of looking at intimacy. Um, or they say, they say that. And then they say, I want to experiment for as long as I can until I'm tied down. Um, and that's a hard conversation to enter into and a, I think a necessary conversation to enter into. And to that person now being married, I would say you're, you're only tainting that space of marriage that much more. Um, but when you're not married, it's so hard to see that. And, and uh, especially when the world lives that way. Hmm. Yeah, I have a unique experience. I spent a summer in Thailand working with an organization that helped ladyboy prostitutes come out of prostitution. So as you're talking about like the brokenness of that, like I think about those things and like what I saw and like these people selling their bodies. And I don't know if anyone would ever say like prostitution's a good thing. I don't I don't know how many of those people exist. Like because even like when we see like we'd see these these men and women selling their their bodies to these customers who are mostly Western men. Seven out of ten Western men go to Thailand because of prostitution. Fun fact. Not a fun fact, just a fact, a gross fact. Yeah, there's but, nothing fun about that. Yeah. We would see these men. And, like, you just see two very broken people knowing that what they're doing is, like, not good. And, like, Thailand is this country. And, like, we would talk to these prostitutes and they would just say, oh, like, my life is over. Like, I can't be redeemed from this. And so I just hope to have a better next life, like, when I'm reincarnated. And, like... I remember having a conversation with one of them. We were eating ice cream. And they were like, why do you come see me twice a week? And I was like, because I want to be your friend. And, like, they're like, but why? I don't understand why anyone would want friendship from me. And for this person to have someone come see them twice a week just because I wanted to be their friend and not use them in any way was mind-boggling to them. And so I think, like, people think, oh, sex is fun. But at the end of the night, how great do you feel? Probably not the greatest. Like, you probably feel gross and broken and there's maybe some regret. I've never met anyone who's like, yeah, I'm so glad I had sex with, like, 30 people. I don't know if I've ever really met a person who really bragged about that. It's just it's a smaller percentage of people. And I'm sure yeah. at some point in their lifetime, they're, like, yeah, more regretful. Maybe not. I don't know. Like these people who are like, their job is to sell my body every night. You could feel the weight of their shame. 
you could see yeah. it in like in these areas. And like, so when we talk about this, I always think about my summer there and seeing like the physical brokenness and like the weight of the brokenness of them and what they carried, both like the customer and the worker and seeing them both just carry this like shame, knowing that this is not the design of sex. And I think we all know that, but I think it's easy to say it's fun because it's easy. I think it's easier to lie to yourself to say like, I am just having fun. I'm living my best life instead of saying like, I made a mistake and I feel great shame about it. Cause no one likes to talk about their own shame. Totally. Yeah. I think it gets, it gets to the point. The question now is, well, how, how do we view sex in a healthy way? How do we view this physical intimacy in a very uh, healthy way? And um, for, for I think even push it. How do you have physical intimacy and dating? Well, okay. Cause even going further, like, okay, if we, I feel like we've established sex is for marriage. Yeah. So where is the, the line to yeah. say, when you're not in marriage yeah because it's like i think my excuse growing up was like well we're not having sex we can do a lot of this other stuff just to be really blunt with everybody who's listening i've told so many people about this but it's like well as long as we don't get here to this line right here then we're good and it's like you're still there's like you were saying earlier chelsea um that you're still that's such a vulnerability to that person because if you are dating this person and you you are as vulnerable as you are with them. Let's say you guys move in uh, before you guys are married and you guys are very physically intimate um, and you guys break up. You, you got to move out. You got to find a new place. You got to, it's scary, right? I, I guess I'll just face like, it's kind of scary that you have spent so much of, you've given so much of yourself to this person. They have seen you in every sort of vulnerable place, but now you guys are not together. And again, you've given all you can to this person, but now all this person knows nothing, knows everything about you, but you're not spending the rest of your life with, with that person. Mm. And so, yeah, what is, what is a healthy boundary? What are healthy boundaries to have in dating relationship uh, in the sense of uh, being physical, physical intimacy? Um, I, I've met, uh, one, one, one of my friends who was recently engaged and now he's married. Um, they waited until they were engaged to kiss, which is huge for a lot of people. If you're listening, they're like, you waited yeah. how long just <laughs> to kiss them? Did you guys hold hands? Did you, did you guys just stay six feet apart? Like you should anyways, but like, it's just, it, it, people would freak out about that. But imagine all the hurt all the hurt that they saved themselves by not crossing all the boundaries because they did pick up. They didn't see anything. They didn't, they didn't see that side of them. They weren't, um, they weren't as, uh, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, uh, vulnerable with them. Uh, now if, if they did break up, they're married now, they're getting back from Hawaii soon. It's great. But if they did, they didn't give all that to them. And, and how freeing is that knowing that, Okay, I didn't just give everything to my to myself to this person, and so now I'm I'm pretty I feel very free from that. So, okay, real yeah. quick, I want to define something. Okay, sorry. Okay, marriage is a covenant, and covenant is a binding promise, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And I think okay. Ronnie, you were saying like mm -hmm. they didn't do all of these things 
because they weren't operating in a covenant promise where there mm-hmm. is safety. And Taylor has like said this in past episodes, like I'm in a covenant relationship with Alex. So there is a safety that I have with her. But when you're dating, that totally. does not exist. And that's yep. why we draw boundaries. Mm-hmm. And with physical intimacy, we don't like, we don't have sex and dating because that's, that is for a covenant promise where there is a safety net mm-hmm. in marriage that is not in dating because there is the, there's no promise. You didn't commit your life to me. So because you didn't commit that life, you don't, you don't have access to some parts emotionally, physically, mentally. And that's why we draw boundaries in dating. Totally. And dating mm-hmm. is the process of totally. should I, could I marry this person? Mm-hmm. That's what you're figuring out in dating, and that's why you shouldn't date anyone because you're lonely, right? Because you're not you're not trying to answer that question if you're just doing it because you're lonely. Yeah, and we're never saying that. We're just trying to suppress you to have all this fun in marriage. That's not what we're saying. Because that was a lie I believed in the church for so long that I just don't get to have all this fun until I get to marriage. But no, it's it's so much more than that, uh, and I want people to understand that it's mm-hmm. it's just it, it's so much so much more beautiful of a design uh, to hold off on all this stuff until you guys have made this covenant of being with each other for the rest of your lives on earth. And and a lot of people still see marriage as just, it's just this legal contract. A lot I've heard, I've had the excuse of not getting married up. Well, you're just betting half of your stuff that you guys won't break up. And that's like a real thing that a lot of people feel with with that so they're just going to date for as long as they for long as long as they do six seven eight ten years um so it's just it's yeah that's just that's just the world that we that we live in and i'm not here to, to judge anyone if that is how they how they view it um but i want to i want to offer you this this more beautiful design and this more beautiful take on what marriage is boundaries and dating um there is also a book out there called boundaries and dating i suggest uh reading it it's really good yeah, that's great. Yeah. I, I, as you were talking, Chelsea, I was thinking of every story that I've been a part of, heard from friends where they were maybe living together, having sex before they got married, and then they break up. That breakup hurts so much because you have opened yourself up so much, been so vulnerable with physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And that's, that's where heartbreak is definably at its most accurate place because you literally gave a piece of your heart. You've entered into this physical space. That's supposed to be this for the safety of the covenant of marriage. And that's where heartbreak really begins because you've given a part of your heart to this person. And, and that's why it hurts so bad. And anytime I have a friend who, uh, has a breakup like that, like compared to a friend who dated someone for like a year, year and a half, and they didn't have sex. You can like see it on their face, the pain, the heartache. It's, it's real. And then naturally when they get into a relationship with someone else and you see that they're in a relationship with someone else, you're immediately thinking like, Oh, we had sex together. And now they're doing that with this other person. And Mm -hmm. that's a really difficult, really difficult space to be and a mental trap and yeah it's mm. it's pretty dark mm-hmm. I, th- um, I think that's huge when you when you said that was that now they get to do this with someone else when they've mm-hmm. already done that with you it's like now they're going to go do that with someone else it, thinking about that i'm like whoa that's that's hurtful you know you gave so much and now they're just gonna it's like how does that make you feel it's like i guess i was just no one uh to them and so that's that's super real um 
to wrap up this week's podcast, I know we're going we're going a little long. Um, just to kind of just have everyone think, if if you are if you're listening to this podcast and you are someone who um, maybe doesn't believe in marriage and said and thinks all the stuff that we talked about, ah, it's, it's not really my thing. I'm going to continue doing what I want. Um, that's great. I, I don't hold you to a higher standard, especially if you're not a follower of Jesus. Um, but I want you to just really think about what we've been talking about in this podcast and um, I guess not brush it off, you know, and, and really consider uh, is, is the life that I'm living uh, in, in dating and even maybe even your singleness. Um, is, it, is it wise? Is it is it good? Is it healthy for me? Or uh, do I need to make changes? Do I should I reevaluate it? Because I'm not saying, and no, no one in this podcast is saying, let's say you have, you've had multiple partners, you've dated so many people and you've given so much of yourself to other people. Now, now you were just unworthy of it. Um, there is, there is so much grace and there is so much uh, forgiveness in that. Um, not just from us, but that's, that's just from Jesus, you know? And so, yeah, just to offer that to you and, and know that just because you've, you've done all of this doesn't mean you are now not able to have a healthy marriage and have a healthy uh, sex life with your future husband or wife one day. Mm -hmm. So I would just say, check your heart all the time. Why are you doing that? Why are you dating that person? Why are you guys kissing? Why are you making out? Like, does it bring clarity to your relationship if you're kissing them or are you just doing it because you like them? Like one's good, one's bad. And I think, like, checking your heart to make sure that you're doing things because it's good and it brings flourishing to your life, into their life, is good. But if you're doing it out of loneliness or selfish gain, then you probably shouldn't do those things. Totally. Uh, Ronnie, you already said this, but if, if you're listening and, and you're someone who's already had sex with someone or multiple partners, uh, your life is not over. Uh, if you don't know the Lord, uh, man, he is redeeming and healing. And I know that's a journey to figure out. Um, but your future marriage uh, is not destroyed because of that. Um, and it's such a gift in the future. Um, and dating, hot take from, not hot take, but just ending note from Taylor, it's the worst. So if you're dating someone right now and it's confusing, it's because dating's confusing. <laughs> It's it's not going to fix your problems. It's going to cause more, even in marriage. That's a whole other thing. Okay. Um, it's not the worst. Have fun. fun. I don't know. A single guy can't relate, so won't know for a while. Yeah. Someone um, who is dating, it's fun. And dating can be fun. It's also hard. A hard and fun time. It's all very hard. It's all very confusing. We live in a broken world. I can't wait to get to heaven one day. Uh, with that being said, uh, thank you guys for listening to... Uh, to the world as we know it. Thanks for listening to the world as we know it. Please subscribe where you get your podcasts and leave us a review. And if you love our podcast, share it with your friends. The world as we know it is a resonate church podcast. Your hosts are me, Chelsea Kessler, Ronnie Hindman, and Taylor Garnica. Sound production by Shane Thompson, production by Eric Sear, Chris Rowden, and Emily Scheid. Our cover art was designed by Haley Seavey, Music by Ghost Rifter Official.